0: Hey, everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Life. Life. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome back.
0: Welcome back,
1: Mr. Kati. This week's (laughs) discussion, we're going to conclude our discussion on Celebrate Your Difference. Yes. And I know some people are probably thinking celebrate the difference. They still talking about that? Yes, we are. Yes, because, because...
0: No, go ahead. No, go you ahead. go ahead. Cuz evidently you haven't been celebrating the difference in your <laughs> for your spouse.
1: And I was going to say because somebody still needs to hear it. <laughs> Some people need a reminder. Some people didn't hear the other podcast, so we do suggest you go back and listen to the uh, other episodes. Also, we want to continue our discussion on glorifying God in your marriage. That yes. is muy importante for our Spanish speaking listeners, uh but it's very important. So we want to make sure that you understand that your marriage is not your own. Your mm-hmm. marriage is of God and yes. you want to make sure he gets the glory in your marriage whether you are the wife whether you are the husband he needs to get the glory from your role as a husband he needs to get the
0: glory as your role as a wife yes and going along with that same uh vein of thinking talk is that we we personally want to before we start anything off on this podcast is give glory to God for this podcast yes
1: absolutely and
0: Thank God for the vision and the direction and everything that went into or goes into um, producing the podcast. um, Because we know it was God's vision for us to do this. And in the 10 weeks or 10 podcasts that we've posted or uploaded so far, you know, we've had listeners from Canada, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada.
1: Shout out to Edmonton. Yes, and I know we've
0: never been there. Uh, Denmark, Indonesia, Germany, and Norway. Yes. And that's not including the the states. United States. Uh, the United States of America, the people who've been listening out there and just um, supporting us, and we don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted. You know, two kids from the projects in New York City got married 30-plus years ago. Didn't know anything, uh, especially still, about marriage.
1: Still learning.
0: <laughs> still learning. As we're teaching, we're learning. Yes, still <laughs> learning and growing. And God just graced us to to start this podcast and be a blessing to you all. So I just want to say thank you to everybody worldwide, literally, that's been listening to us. It's been mind-blowing that in 10 weeks, um, we've had people from literally halfway all around right. the world, all over listen to this podcast.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank I'd like you. The second
0: that. Yeah. So, um, I'd like to follow up from last week because I felt, um, in my spirit that I kind of rushed through, um, the story of Abram, um, Isaac, Abram, uh, Ishmael and, uh, Isaac. <laughs> and I don't want to rush through it. It's a podcast. There's no need to rush. And I don't want to assume that everybody out there who's listening to us knows the story of Abraham, Abram, Ishmael, and Isaac. So this is, well, we talked yesterday, yesterday, last week, it was for the single people. And this is coming back to single people who listen to the podcast. I just want to let you know that God does not need our help. And this has come, he really does it. And a lot of times we get in trouble when we try to help God because we get tired of waiting for the mate or waiting for whatever. And we go in and we try to do something that God never told us to do. And then we make a bigger mess of it. And then we come back like, oh, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? So I want to take some few minutes before we get into this week's uh, podcast to go back to last week's podcast. So in Genesis 12, two through four, um, God makes a covenant with Abraham or Abram at the time. And he says, I'm going to bless you. And this is high level overview, but you can definitely go read it in your Bible. Um, Genesis 12, two through four. Abram was 75 years old at the time when God told him he was going to bless him with a son. 75. And then fast forward to Genesis sixteen and one, um, Abram was eighty-six and at the time his wife, uh, Sarah, told Abram, Hey, God's taking too long, you know, with this kid thing. We're blessing us with this kid, so why don't you go um sleep, sleep with, with yeah mm-hmm. sleep with my handmaid, my servant and Uh, have a child with her, which he did. And Ishmael was conceived when Abram was 86, but Ishmael was not the blessing that God gave Abraham 11 years prior. So that was at 86, all this happened. And then in Genesis 17 and one, God appeared to him again. And at this point he's 99 and she's 90. Sarah, his wife. And this is when Abram, God tells Abram, hey, by this time next year, you're going to have a son. And then um, Genesis 21, 5 through 7, Abram was 100. Sarah's 91 something at that point, And they have um, Isaac. And so what I wanted to start off this podcast and just remind our single people is that During this COVID coronavirus, and we've all been cooped up to some extent, depending on where you are in the world. Now that they're starting to release or release restrictions on, you know, go back out and you can go starting to socialize and get back to whatever normal was. I don't want you to rush and get an Ishmael when you should be getting to Isaac, when you should be waiting on Isaac. And so you prayed about it. You prayed about, Lord, I'm, you know, tired of being single. Um, want my, I want a spouse. I want this. I want that. I want the spouse. I want to look this way. I want her to look a certain way and so on and so forth. And we'll probably get into that in look another podcast, but you prayed about it. God heard you. God heard your prayers. And But I also want to point out, the devil heard you also. And mm-hmm. so when we start getting back to going out, and it's the summertime, and people wearing less, and <laughs> wearing less and less, seems like every year. <laughs> and so when Mrs. or Mrs. or Miss or Mr. comes looking at you and says, hey, you know, you start that conversation, and y'all start, talking just be mindful that maybe this person that's coming to you is not your Isaac maybe i'm not saying he or she isn't i'm just saying maybe it's a possibility because as i stated earlier you prayed about it you spoke it out and say lord i want a spouse god heard your prayer but so did the devil
1: i dare say when you're praying Pray for a spirit of discernment mm-hmm. so that you can recognize a counterfeit because the devil will send a counterfeit. And then you will say, oh, wow, this must be from the Lord because I prayed for this person. or I prayed for this thing. And the devil heard you just like Douglas said. And so he will try to send you what might appear to be the answer to your prayer. So always pray. That God will clearly show you, and God will. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit will give you clear signs, warning signs, flashing lights, you know, alarms, <laughs> everything to tell you, nope, that's not it. Mm-hmm. I need you to be patient a little longer. So just be mindful in your prayer time to ask the Lord to give you a discernment.
0: And in our experience of talking to couples, coaching couples, counseling couples, Um, If you have children, usually your children are a good barometer of discernment of that new person that you're bringing in. They they are. And I'm not saying this is always the case, but a lot of times when we've coached people, um, if the children didn't sign off on them, then usually that was there was a reason why. And when you talked about being um, counterfeit, I immediately thought of. Counterfeits look like the original, mm-hmm. but and somebody is probably thinking or say, well, how do I recognize a counterfeit? If that person is not leading you towards God or leading you to have a stronger relationship with God, then I would dare say that he or she would be a counterfeit right off the bat. Right. You know, if they're not right. talking about prayer, fasting. Let's go to church. You know, let's do the things that will strengthen mm-hmm. us individually and collectively then they're not the person you, you should be um, thinking of spending the rest of your life with.
1: Right. They're not trying to encourage you to fornicate uh, Uh sleep before marriage. Let's, let's keep it. Let's keep it. (laughs) What I say, let's keep it real (laughs) and let's keep it raw. You know, you know, if you call yourself a child of God, you know that there are certain instructions that God gives you. Mm -hmm. And if they are, telling you things or suggesting things or encouraging you to do things, say things that are not of God. That's a sign.
0: Yes. And um, when we, and I've said this many times when we've taught classes and seminars and so forth, said you can marry the wrong person and you can literally be living hell on earth. If you marry the wrong person, but you can marry the right person but you marry them at the wrong time and you're literally living in hell on earth Mm. because everybody has a process that they have to go through. And and my wife's going to laugh at me, but I feel like I need to say that again. You can marry the wrong person and just literally live in hell. And every day you're like, Oh, why did I do this? Or you can marry the right person, but you marry them at the wrong time. And God's timing is so um, specific that you to have everything,
1: to everything. There's a time and a season. Yes,
0: that's in Ecclesiastes. Um, you have to wait on God's timing and let that person go through their process, their individual process. And then once they go through their individual process, if they if that's the husband for you, if if that's the wife for you, or she if, if he's the husband for you, or she's the wife for you, they'll wait. You'll wait for that person. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we do when we teach our premarital class is one of the things we used to do anyway, is we have uh make a cake. Mm-hmm. And we come in class and we'd have all the ingredients for a cake. I'm not the baker, I'm not the cook in the family. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, now you're gonna have to help me out on this. Okay. So, um, you got your eggs. This is a homemade cake. We're not we're not doing a store bought cake.
1: That would be easier, but okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no baker either, but I'm gonna help you out.
0: You got <laughs> eggs, you got milk, flour. What else do you need to go? Cornstarch. Cornstarch, okay. Mm-hmm. And
1: might need some flavoring if you want flavoring. to have some flavor, okay. some vanilla, some vanilla extract. Yeah. That's my Dep- favorite extract. Dep- depending on what type of cake you're making. Doesn't matter.
0: Okay. Put vanilla extract in everything.
1: But but some of the main ingredients you need, you need the flour. Yes. You need the cornstarch. Mm-hmm. You need the eggs yes. because that's what's going to hold it. To, and you need the liquid, the water, maybe some oil or some uh, butter. Mm-hmm. You need something to hold it all together. Okay.
0: So, so when we talk about God's timing, I want you to think of making a cake and not settling for Ishmael when you should be waiting on Isaac. If you wait on the person, then you're going to let them go through their process, their baking process, before the cake arrives. Mm -hmm. So you crack the eggs, you get a bowl, you get a spoon or a blender, whatever it is, and you start putting everything together. And as you start putting everything together, then you start mixing it Mm -hmm. and you start beating it and you put the eggs together with the flour and you put everything together and I want you to envision a, this is a person's life separate of yours. This is not your husband at this point, or it's not your wife at this point. Mm-hmm. They're just going through their process, their growth process without you. And so you let God do the mixing. You let God do the beating. You let God do um, all the things that he needs to do to build this person up, to make this person into the husband or wife that is that he's preparing for you. Right, you let God do this,
1: right, and one of the main things to make in a cake after you mix all the ingredients, you may have all the right ingredients, but at that moment, in that mixing bowl, you have one soupy mess, yes, it's not a cake until you put it in the oven. Oh, the oven has to be heated, it has to be preheated to a certain temperature, it has to be in the oven for a certain amount of time. The cake has to rise so that it's not gooey in the middle. You want a strong, solid mm-hmm. middle. And so that's important that people have gone through their fire. They have gone through their heating process. They've gone through the rising up and becoming who God called them to be. So if you interrupt that process, then... You (laughs) might go in the fire with them. You may go through some necessary heating and some storms. Some
0: unnecessary. That you didn't even need Mm -hmm. to go through. That wasn't
1: part of your process. But you threw yourself in the mix, so to speak. Yes. You threw yourself in the oven with them and they weren't even ready or they didn't even finish going through their process.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly what I was going to say was that if you look at this as in a marriage context, the heat the the fire, let that person go through what they need to go through separate of you. But if you decide, you know, we're getting off of COVID and I want to get married and I'm not going to wait for um, Isaac. I'm going to settle for Ishmael. Then you become one. And as we stated before in previous podcasts, once you say, I do, you do. That's right. So now in a marriage context, if you decide to marry that person before they have been prepared by God for you, you're throwing yourself in there. And as you just articulated, now you're going through this heat. You're going through this fire that really you shouldn't be going through. And I don't know how many times I've heard people say this, because I've said this myself in marriage is that I ain't signed up for this and I'm going through, you know, they're going through whatever they're going through and now they want to jump out the the oven because, because <laughs> before right. time because' like I'm tired of this I mm-hmm. g- I'm done I give up and so for the single people uh, specif- specifically, I just want to encourage you to hold on yes um, hold out and just wait on God and I've me personally I've talked to people who've been married multiple times and there's a high percentage who who' I've talked to personally. Um, that, that told me, you know, off the record, just one-on-one, I should have waited before I got remarried. I should have waited before, you know, I did this mm-hmm. and to wait on God is the best, the best decision you can make. I yes. I honestly believe that when it, when it comes to your life, cause this is a lifelong journey you're going through with a person. And so just, just wait on the Lord and be of good courage.
1: Yes, and He will strengthen your heart. Yes. I was thinking while you were saying that, just real quick before we uh, get back on um, the subject of celebrating your differences, we all have our own individual struggles that we have to go through. We all have our own um, cake to be made in our own yes. lives, so to speak, mm-hmm. which has to go in the oven. So why would you want to... Go through more than you necessarily have to. Like you mentioned in a previous podcast, we all going to go through things in this life, but some things are self inflicted. Oh, yeah. So if you want to avoid putting more on yourself than you necessarily have to, just pray for that discernment and make sure that you obey the voice of the Lord and wait and be patient. That's
0: all I got on that one. That's all I got you. I don't have any more to say now. Now we're going to pick up on for this week. And we're still talking about celebrating the differences in your spouse. And I think this will probably, unless the Lord says differently, this will probably be the last Sunday that we talk about this particular subject. Unless the Lord says differently.
1: Yes, unless he says differently, Out, our goal is to be led of the Lord. Um, so there may be some topics that go a little bit, <laughs> excuse me, a little bit longer than other topics. And then there may be some topics that will come circle back around and talk about again. Mm-hmm. So part of celebrating your spouse difference is respecting the fact that, one, they are different. Um, when you got married, you realized that they were different. And you appreciated the fact that they were different.
0: Behind the scenes stuff. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) You recognize? Excuse me.
0: You recognize.
1: You recognize the fact he's distracting me over here, y'all. I'm, I'm trying to talk I'm and sorry. he's pointing, and I'm like, "What are you pointing at?" See, see, that's what married folks got to deal with. It's the behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff. So y'all hear this podcast, and y'all like, "Oh, thank you. It's been a blessing. Thank you for all of those who reached out to us and did comment and let oh, us yes. know that it's being a blessing thank to you. you." We that is our prayer that it is a blessing to you. But some of this behind-the-scenes stuff, I don't know what he reaching for. So let me let me go back to what oh, I was Lord, trying to Jesus. say. Before I was so rudely interrupted, oh, Lord. I celebrate the fact that whatever my husband was trying to show me, he meant well. <laughs> I celebrate him. But I'm going to finish what I'm saying. Finish
0: what you going say now.
1: So part of celebrating your spouse's difference is recognizing the fact that they are different and respecting the fact that they are different. Um, I'll use it as an example. I'm a morning person. Yes, you and are. And we have mentioned, may have mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. I get up, as soon as I wake up, boom, I want to get out the bed. I want to get my day started. Yes. Um, And... I am not. My husband, on the other hand, is a nighttime person. He is not a morning person. And it took us a very long time to get to the point where we respected that. First of all, we had to recognize it. We had to recognize... Certain conversations and certain things was not best for Doug first thing in the morning, and they were not best for me in the evening. Mm -hmm. So we did have to compromise. Um, Does that mean we don't have conversations in the morning or at night? No, we don't. But we respect the fact that if it's not the best day Mm -hmm. to do it, then we don't do it. Um, So again, I'm a morning person. He's an evening person, or he's a nighttime person, I should say. Um, first we had to learn that about one another. And then once we learned that, we had to respect it. And that only happens by you studying your spouse. If you don't really take the time to get to know your spouse and you're just doing your own thing, then that goes back to the selfish mode that we were talking about. So it's important for you to study your spouse, watch them. Listen to what they say. Sometimes you have to listen to what they're not saying because sometimes there are messages in what they're not saying. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that a lot of who they are comes from their hereditary, Mm -hmm. you know, their upbringing, what they've been exposed to, and all of that stuff. You have to respect that and celebrate, okay, they are different, and then identify that as a quality, find a way to look at it as a positive and not as a negative.
0: Can I interject? Yes. Okay. Um, When you said compromise, because Mm -hmm. I don't want to throw you off what you was your thoughts. When you said compromise in my, in my head, I heard negotiate. You have Mm -hmm. to negotiate how you handle different conversations when you handle different conversations. And just like anything else, as you change in life, because I've changed and you've changed since we've been married. You go back and you renegotiate. Yes. You know, it's not that we don't have certain conversations in in the morning or at night exactly. because we've learned I've learned that if you need to talk in the morning, it's something important on you. It's something that's been weighing on you. And so I need to okay, I need to perk up. I don't drink coffee, but I need to, you know, as Lady B said, put my big boy pants on like okay i need to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And so i just wanted to say that when you say compromise mm-hmm. you you negotiate things yeah. and then you go back and mm-hmm. you renegotiate.
1: Yeah. And we've had to do that. Mm-hmm. Um i realized if it's very important then maybe i'll, you know, i'll wait until he's awake or i'll wait till it's normally a time that he would wake up. I'm not going to wake him up at 5.30 a.m. in the morning, unless it's absolute ne- uh, absolutely necessary. Um, and then, Doug, the same. I start shutting it down around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm. And yes, mm. I am not a nighttime person. So, <laughs> I like to go into bed. I like to go to sleep. I If you try to talk to me about something serious, I heard you. But if anybody who has ever watched the Charlie Brown cartoon, if you haven't, go and look at it. The Charlie Brown teacher never talks in a language you can understand. It's womp, 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 womp. Mm -hmm. And that's what it sounds like. And you got to be careful and recognize you and your spouse's difference so that your conversations, going back to communication, don't sound like womp, 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 womp. You want to make sure that you're being heard you're being understood and you're being listened to. So timing is crucial. And so again, just recognizing that your spouse is different, respecting that your spouse is different, rejoicing over the fact that your spouse is different. Cause who wants to be married to themselves? No. <laughs> I mean, if you do, then, you know,
0: God bless you. More power to you. But and, Oh, I'm sorry. No, you could. Okay. So, and part of respecting or celebrating your spouse, celebrating the differences of your spouse is celebrating what your spouse is not or celebrating what your spouse um, cannot do or understanding what your spouse cannot do, I should mm-hmm. say, and not making them feel bad or not about not being able to do X, Y or Z. Um, in this house, I am not a. am not the handy person. I'm not a handy person. I'm not I'm not a carpenter. I'm not one of those people who can just you know
1: build a chair, yeah build a chair, build <laughs> anything
0: that that is not my calling in life, and I really don't have a passion for that and but Renee has never made me feel bad for not being that guy. she's never Absolutely said not. she's never said to me, and I don't think I've ever said to her in our entire marriage is, well, if you're a woman, you should know how to do x, y, or z, or well, since you're a man, you should know how to do this. Like um putting up curtains.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hanging curtains on the window. It they make it seem so easy on certain channels. Yes. Um, those home network home channels. Home network channels, they it make yourself. it seem so easy. <laughs> and Lord had Lord Jesus, uh putting up curtains is not my calling in life. Right. And so in your office, you had some curtains you wanted to put up. Yes. And you put them up. Yes. I was there for moral support. I, I got the, the drill charged. Yes. I, got, I got it charged and ready and waiting for you. Yes. But I'm not that dude. Yes. I, I'm not that man. <laughs> and you know what? I respect the fact
1: that when I asked you, can you help me hang curtains up in my office? You said, no, that's that's not my thing. I you know, I, I guess I could see the wheels turning in your head. You envisioned like 15 holes in a wall. So you were like, No, uh, no, nah, that's that's not my calling. So
0: because for years that we've been married, I've always attempted to hang curtains up. And even in the house we're in currently, in the bedroom, which is right next to your office, I attempted to hang up curtains. Mm -hmm. And the curtains fell (laughs) because I don't know what I'm doing and I don't have any problem saying that. But I think this was probably the first time in our 30 something, 30, almost 33 years of marriage where I said, I'm not good at this, her hanging curtains. And I'm just, I can, I can, I can point out stuff. I know what I'm good at. I, I can do the administrative stuff like, oh yeah, this, this and well, oh, and y'all actual... should have
1: y'all should have seen them because you did come in there trying to administrate stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, you did not want to hang these curtains for me, but yet yeah, you could come in here and tell me, maybe you should do this. Or maybe you should do this. How about if you do this? It, I'm sitting in there sweating. It's hot. One of the hottest days last week. I said, Mm-mm, I got this, brother. Talk about put some glue on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i will just i I'll just try to help
1: yes yes but he did help me he helped me with the drill bits and everything so yes. and i celebrate that we complement each
0: other yes. y'all and so you know you celebrate like you say you celebrate your differences and then you learn to do some things together you know there there are certain things that you and your spouse will ultimately like to do together hang out in each other's world without expecting anything in return. yes. You know, yes. just hang out, just be a part of their world. You know, whether it's sports or cars or shopping or things like or that or
1: exercise.
0: Hey, if you followed us on Instagram during this whole COVID thing, my wife and I have been exercising together. Yes. And we've never done that.
1: Yes. In the same space. We've been sharing the same space yes. y'all. That ain't no, that's
0: nothing but God. Nothing but God. Y'all have no idea the backstory behind us not working out together. Yes. But she's a personal trainer and she just goes in personal trainer mode. And I'm like, okay, you're not my trainer. I'm not paying you for this. And so that's that's another podcast. But you know what? That's
1: part of celebrating each other's differences. Mm -hmm. So I learned to stay in my lane, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I had to learn to appreciate the fact that you exercise and not try to cross that line of, hey, babe, do it this way. Do this, do this, do this. No, do 10 more Mm reps kind of thing because I know that's not going to fly with you. So I had to learn to celebrate the fact that we're different. Mm -hmm. I love fitness. I love exercise. And that's just not your thing. You do it.
0: But I don't love it. But
1: you don't love it. Yeah, exactly.
0: You love it. You that's what you do.
1: I love the way it makes me feel.
0: And so I I just when you were talking, I just envision somebody playing golf, a couple playing golf. Mm -hmm. And if your spouse does not play golf, but they want to hang out with you, then when they go out there and start, you know, I don't play golf. But when they go out there, don't try to micromanage and say, oh, you want to bend your knees and hold your arms and do (laughs) just let them hit the ball. Just have a good time. You know, it's really it's not that serious. And so they just want to be a part of your world. You can be a part of their world and then you wind up um, growing together because the object in all of this is to grow old together, not get old together. You want to grow together as you age, but you you just don't want to live in a house with somebody for 20 something years. And then be like, Oh, after 20 years, we got old. Now I'm, I'm done. And I moved on.
1: Yeah. Basically they just roommates.
0: Yeah. So don't let this season outlast your marriage. And I know some marriages are not in the best place. And we can tell you from experience in our marriage. That if it hadn't been for God on our side, There's no way we would be sitting here doing what we're doing right now.
1: Exactly. But
0: don't let the season outlast your marriage. Um, In order for you to have a testimony, you have to go through the test. And I don't care where you live in the world. Seasons come, seasons go. Yes. And you just have to trust God's process for your life. Um, This too shall pass. We always quote that scripture. It's somewhere in the Bible. I'll find it for you at some point. Mm -hmm. And going back to what um, you said a couple of weeks ago, are you happy or is God making you holy? You know, do you want to be happy or is God making you holy through your marriage? And so um, we have a new project that we're working on. We're not going to tell you. But right now we're, we're playing to our strengths. We're doing certain things that I'm good at and Renee's doing things that she's better at doing and because we had you have to because we're human you have to look at the big picture and we've always said divorce is not an option before we got married before we got married before we got saved did i say that before we got married that we wasn't going to get divorced or it was after we married uh it was after we got married right. I always said that wasn't saved anything like that but always said divorce is not an option so we're going to have to make this marriage thing work some kind of way. And, you know, for us to do this podcast and working on other things, we've never could have done this years ago in our marriage. We were too immature, um, ego, whatever you want to call it. Um, We would never could have done it. And so they're going to be people that God brings into your life and to help you through this time. Um, Your local, whether it's your pastors, local pastors or other marriage married people in your life that'll just help you and don't don't despise small beginners don't despise what you're going through right now because what you're going through even though you may not comprehend or think about it or care about it, it's for somebody else
1: right celebrate the season that you're in everybody in their marriage or going through different phases, different stages, different seasons. Celebrate where you are in your marriage, and even if it's not in the best place, celebrate where what God is doing, even in that situation. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just telling you from our experience that now that we could look back over what we've been through although at the time we were going through the struggles and the challenges, and not to say we don't still go through struggles and challenges, but looking back, we see where where God was using that <clears throat> to take us to a higher level in Him, to strengthen our marriage, to bring us closer together. And again, like Doug said, a lot of the things that we're doing today, there was no way that we could have done this 25, 30 years ago But God used what we went through Mm -hmm. to uh, give us the strength
0: to do what we're doing today. Yes. And be a blessing to other people. Yes. And um, so be careful about what you say. Be careful about murmuring and complaining. Mm -hmm. Um, In Deuteronomy um, 1, chapter 2, it states that children of Israel, it took them 40 years to make a two-week journey.
1: 11 day
0: <laughs> yeah because because of their complaining mm-hmm. and so going back to self-inflicted wounds your mouth your tongue can put you in something mm. for 40 years that it should have only taken you two weeks to get through you know you're complaining about your wife but your wife won't do what she you know She's not doing this. She's not doing that.
1: Or she is doing this and you don't like it. Yeah.
0: And my husband's doing this. My husband's not doing that. And the murmuring and complaining can extend your season, whatever it is you're going through just by you murmuring and complaining. So be careful and be mindful of that. And instead of complaining, this whole last five weeks or four weeks we've been talking about, celebrate the difference. In your spouse, instead of complaining, just the same mouth, the same tongue that you're going to use to complain about your spouse, celebrate their difference. And that'll change your perspective on your spouse. That'll change your perspective on your marriage. If you just, oh, we see things differently Mm -hmm. with that just creates balance in our marriage. And everything you're going through right now, really and I don't want to make light of what you're going through because some people are going through a real test, trial and tribulation. Yeah. And I don't want to make light of it. But there are some marriages, some folks out there who what they're going through, this really isn't your test. This is just preparing you for your test. And in 1 Samuel 17 and 34, David talked about, hey, I killed the bear and I killed the lion before there was even a Goliath on the scene. So you have to practice some of the stuff you're going through right now in your marriage is just practice. And that's preparing you for the big trial, the trial that comes and, you know, the thing that can shake you at your core on your foundation of, of who you are, what you believe in. And, you know, and I, and I don't want to, well, when we, when Drew passed, To me personally, that shook me at my core,
1: at my foundation
0: when our youngest son passed uh, four years ago. So you have to be mindful and be careful that, you know, even though it's a bear, even though it's a lion and you're dealing with it right now, there's a Goliath coming and you and your spouse have to deal with the bear. You and your spouse have to deal with the lion and you have to conquer and kill the lion, kill the bear. And then when Goliath comes along, you can be like, oh, we we've we've done this before. God mm-hmm. brought us through that. God brought us through that. And surely he'll bring us through this. All right. And at this point in our marriage right now, that's that's what we're saying. That's what we've said. It's like, oh, we've been through this before. We've seen this before. Different came in a different um facet, but we've been through this before and God's seen us through it. Oh, we'll 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 make it through. We'll get through this. All
1: right. And then be careful when you're going through test trials. You've heard the saying before, if you don't pass the test the first time, you have to take it again. Uh So you don't want to, if you're going through a test, pass that test. Do everything that you're supposed to do to get through that test so you don't have to repeat it if it's not necessary. Don't, again, self-inflicted wounds. You murmur and complain and then you're in something longer than you have to. Or you don't pass it the first time. And then you find yourself having to go through it again. This could be somebody that I'm talking to who's remarried. So be careful not to make the same mistake Mm -hmm. that you made in the first marriage. And now you're going through the same test or the same struggle or the same trial that you went through the first time. Mm -hmm. So just be mindful of that, that sometimes, you know, we have to ask God. You know, God, what is this that I'm saying? What is this that I'm going through? Again, that spirit of discernment, praying for discernment so that God could show you how you are supposed to act, how you're supposed to react, how you're supposed to respond during certain situations. Yes,
0: how you're supposed to love.
1: How you're supposed to love. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like you have to love somebody who's not lovable. You know, Uh-oh. when you first got married, you were in love. Woo, woo, woo. woo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and now it's like, oh. Uh, right. We exactly. did not <laughs> You're like, oh, you again. Uh, oh. You know, so you just got to be careful because the Bible is clear in 1 Corinthians 13, verses four through seven love is patient and kind, love does not envy. It doesn't boast. It's not arrogant or it's not rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable mm. or resentful. Mm. It does not rejoice at the wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So if you say you love your spouse, part of celebrating them is enduring in a certain season that may not be the best season, being patient with them, not envying or boasting. Don't be arrogant. Don't be rude. Don't insist on your own way. What about me? What about, what about me? me? Uh-oh. What about me? It is not irritable or resentful, and it doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing. So don't think you did your spouse, you know, one up, you know, oh I got I made him mad. I hit him below the belt. No, that used to be me. That's not love. That's not love cuz y'all are on the same team. Remember, it you when once you celebrate each other's differences and your qualities and it makes the team better. Yes. Team Johnson, Team Smith, Team Gonzalez, whatever your last name is, for us team Danceler. We're better together. We're stronger together.
0: And when one of us wins,
1: we both win. We,
0: we win. The house wins. Yes. And when you say, what about me? What about me? That's, that's similar to um, like a, a baby or a small child or a toddler because babies by nature are selfish. You know, if you've ever seen a little baby around their parent, you know, it's like they just mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy. They don't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. Just mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy. And coming back to what you said, what about me? What about me? What about me? And so God is trying to mature you. He's trying to grow you um, from that infant stage into um toddler or teenager and adult. He's trying to take you off the milk. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not about you. You know, God wants to balance you. He wants to align you, make sure you're in alignment. If you've ever seen a car or driven in a car that was out of alignment, you know, it's not the best thing. And so you want to, you don't want to be too far up. You don't want to be too far down. You don't want to go too far to the left. You don't want to go too far to the right. And God is trying to take you from selfish to selfless. Yes. And coming back to a couple of podcasts ago, agape love. Yes. So it can't be, what about me? What about me? And, um, One of the things we've been able to be a part of and serve the the Bishop, the Bishop Brown and his wife, Lady Bobettes in their marriage, the Holy hookup conferences is Lady B. She has this exercise that she does with a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And if I can get you to visualize a husband and a wife standing back to back and they each have one piece of paper and then She's spitting off um, directions. Fold it here. Cut it here. Bend it here. You know, she's doing all these, sending out all these or giving out all these audible instructions. And she's only saying it one time.
1: And they have their eyes closed. They have their eyes closed. Mm -hmm. The the husband
0: and wife are standing back to back. And by the time she's done and, you know, she's like, well, look at your husband, look at your spouse and see if the paper is the same. Mm -hmm. They're never the same. Right. Those papers are never the same. And so you have two people who can hear the same thing, but have two separate, two different outcomes. And because you process things different, you are different. And you have to, and just from a little paper exercise, you can see how you are different. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no right, there's no wrong. In the exercise, there's no right and there's no wrong. It's just different. We do things different. And so we see things different and that comes, that'll help when it comes to raising children. You know, one parent may be more of the disciplinarian. One may be one of the, the other one may be one of the loving and the caring. Oh, that's my baby. So you got to meet in the middle. You got to meet in the middle and just understand that there's no right. There's no wrong. You're just different.
1: Yeah. And I would dare say, take the opportunity to sit down and learn what makes you different, write it down. If you have the opportunity to take the DISC assessment that we mentioned a few podcasts ago, you could do the five love languages. There are so many opportunities out there for you to get to learn and know your spouse better. What makes them tick? What makes them click? What turns them on? What turns them off? These are ways that you could learn and celebrate them and not look at it. There was times where I would look at Doug is just being mean. He's just, <laughs> he's just, he's just not nice. <laughs> but then I come to realize after we did the disc assessment is that Doug is very task oriented. He is very um, driven by deadlines and Uh, Things being organized and things being in order. And again, we told you all before, we are polar opposites. We are Mm -hmm. exact opposites. And so I'm more people oriented. Mm -hmm. I want to have fun and I'm very sensitive and I'm very compassionate. And it's not that Doug is not compassionate. <laughs> he's compassionate about his tasks. I'm compassionate about people, but I realize that's where we we are aligned. We are balanced. We help each other out. We cover each other's blind spots. So if I find a moment where Doug is not being compassionate, I'll say, mm, "Babe, I think you know. Yes. I think that was a little insensitive." Or if I'm not organized in or something, Doug will tell me, you got to reel it back in. you kind of all over the place. <laughs> um, and although it may make me feel uncomfortable because sometimes when someone, your spouse, is telling you something, God is using them to show you you mm-hmm. so that you can improve, so that you can grow and so that you could be better. So don't look at it as a negative. Celebrate it and say, I thank God. Because I would much rather my husband to tell me I'm all over the place then to go out here and somebody who doesn't love me, who doesn't care about me to tell me I'm all over the place because that may come across a little different. Yes. So I know that Doug loves me. So I know that he's saying it out of love. He may not say it the way I would have preferred because again, we're different, but he will say it and I'll understand what he means. And then once I pull my big girl drawers up and get it together I realize he loves me and I celebrate that. And I appreciate that fact because it makes me a better person. It makes me a stronger person.
0: And when you talked about um, uh, being compassionate, I I had to laugh because I took the uh, motivational assessment and Mm -hmm. compassion was my lowest score Mm -hmm. out of the seven motivational gifts. That was my lowest score by far.
1: And the crazy thing is his lowest score was my highest score. And vice versa. And his highest score was my lowest score. Yes. I said, my God, are we opposite or what? We Every test we take, it just continues to show us that we are exact opposites. And so we know that it's by the hand of God that he helps us through those differences. Mm-hmm. And we're learning to celebrate those differences. And we encourage you to do the same with your spouse. Find out what makes you different and celebrate it.
0: And play to play to each other's strengths. Yes. You know, if somebody's strong at doing something, let that person do it. Yes. There's, there's no reason why you should be frustrated pulling your hair out, you know, if your spouse is better at doing something.
1: Just right. let
0: them do it. Whether They have time. Whether, yeah, it could be anything.
1: Whether the cooking, the laundry, yeah. the finances, mm-hmm. the doing the kid's hair, whatever the case may be. Yeah.
0: So when you talked about and you brought up um, the DISC assessment. Um, and I, I just want to throw this question out to the people, our listeners. Um, since you've been married, however long it's been, a month, 10 years, How long it's been, how much time and or money have you invested in your marriage? I'm not talking about birthdays. I'm not talking about giving presents and not even necessarily um, going away because single people go away, you know, vacations, they take trips, they do all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm talking married husband and wife. How much time have you invested? How much money have you invested in your marriage? Um, local seminars, local marriage seminars, um, different things that maybe a local church is doing for marriages, books, things of that nature. Um, not investing in your kids, not investing in your spouse, but, um, Investing in your actual marriage Yes. and to go along with that, since you've been married, have you come to realize that you invested more money in your wedding than you have in all the years you've been married? Wow. Cause some people, they go all out for their wedding. Yes. And once that wedding day is over, it's like, okay, you need to invest just as much money in your marriage as you did for that wedding day. And Matthew 6, 21, in the Passion Translation, it says, For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure.
1: Mm.
0: And that's the Passion Translation. Your heart will always pursue what you value as a treasure.
1: And I can hear some people out there in podcast land saying, well, finances are tight right now. I really don't have the money. So I'm going to offer a suggestion investments making about making investments that don't cost you anything or it cost you little. Things, um, especially during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic, there are a lot of things on YouTube. You can probably access a seminar, set up some time for you and your spouse to sit down and go through. That, um, that couples event that's mm-hmm. online, um, you could probably get a used book about marriage. If your local library isn't open, you could do a study guide together. The Bible app is awesome. The Bible app has study tutorials that you and your spouse could do together. Sit down and have a picnic in your bedroom. I remember Uh-oh. there were times where my husband and I, we didn't have the finances mm-hmm. and, you know, the kids were little. We'd wait until we put them to bed. We put a blanket out on the floor get some grapes, get some strawberries and sit down and have a picnic on. Yes, the floor.
0: Lord. Yes, we did.
1: So hall- <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs>
0: hallelujah. Um,
1: so you have to get creative. So investing in your marriage does not have to be costly. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly advocate for you to spend money on your marriage. You spend money on everything else. Yes, and you sure do. If you want it bad enough, you're going to spend the money on it. How bad do you want your marriage to work?
0: Oh, there's no, there's no pill or magic solution for getting your marriage to look like Christ in the church. If you talk to any couple, any godly marriage, any godly husband and wife, there's no solution. We all have to do the same thing. We all have the same blueprint, which is the Bible. Yes. And no one is exempt. From it, we all have to. I mean, we do it differently according to our personalities, and like when they were saying your upbringing and so on and so forth. But the blueprint is the blueprint.
1: Yes, we all have to the, put in work. Yes,
0: which is the holy, holy Bible. Yes, and God designed marriage, and if you want His results, you have to do it His way. And so, I believe we're gonna wrap up with um, this subject. Unless, again, unless Lord tells us to come back to it. And one of the things we normally do in the premarital class is I and I know we have listeners outside the country. But if you have uh, a car and you have State Farm is your auto insurance company, if you get in an accident, you're not going to call Allstate. You're going to call the person who you have the policy with. And a lot of times we ask God to fix something when we don't have the policy with the Lord. Mm. You know, we always, when, when our marriage is on the rocks then we want to get spiritual, then we want to, you know, Oh Lord, Oh Lord, Oh Lord. But you don't have the policy. You want the results. You want the coverage, but you don't have the policy. And so for those of you who are out there, um, without a policy, Without the coverage, I'm just going to, I just feel led to have an altar call. I don't, I know this podcast won't play for whenever, um, won't be uploaded, but I just want to have an altar call. If you know that Jesus Christ is not the Lord and Savior of your life, I just want to pray for you right now because you want the policy, you want the coverage, but you have to have the policy. And you have to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior in order to have the, the coverage. Yes. And so if you got a couple of minutes, won't take long. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I come before you right now.
1: I come before you right now. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner.
0: And I want to accept you as my personal Lord and Savior.
1: And I want to accept you as my personal Lord and Savior.
0: And Lord of my life.
1: And Lord of my life. King
0: of my life.
1: King of my life.
0: Father God, come into my heart right now.
1: Father God, come into my heart right now.
0: And cleanse me of all sin and unrighteousness.
1: Cleanse me of all sin and unrighteousness. And
0: call me your child.
1: And call me your child.
0: It's in Jesus' name we pray.
1: In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: So if you said that prayer... And you confess in your heart and believe in your mouth that Jesus Christ is, has risen from the dead. He's your Lord and Savior. I want to encourage you to find a local church, local Bible-believing church, Mm -hmm. and where you can grow and learn and just um, continue to grow as a Christian. Um, We love you.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate Your
0: support? Yes, we do. And this has been a very long podcast. (laughs) God bless you. God bless you. Good night.
1: Thank you for listening to our podcast.
0: Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us.
1: We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.